This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 719, Living Well on the Trailing Edge of Luxury by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I simply narrate blogs for you, sometimes books, but in any case, always with permission. And today's episode is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer just for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com old. Now to hear today's post as we optimize your life. Living Well on the Trailing Edge of Luxury by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. The only constant in the world is change. That old quote is amazing because it is so true no matter how deeply you think about it. What is even deeper is that it is credited to a guy in 500 BC, back when things were changing almost unfathomably slower than they are right now. Let's review a little North American history to be even more amazed. For thousands of years, the natives of this continent lived a pretty constant lifestyle, hunting, skins, lots of cool techniques and tools, but only very small changes over hundreds of years. In the 1500s, the Europeans started pushing their way in, bringing their farming and somewhat more complicated industry. It took only 300 years to get to the point of making things such as steam engines in the 1800s. From 1900 to the 1950s, People were shocked at the advancements of things like cars, television, and washing machines. Technological change was much faster than that of the 1800s, but it still seems slow to us by today's standards. 30 years later in the 1980s, televisions and washing machines were still pretty clunky. In the 1980s, a few people got computers. In 1993, the internet started to catch on. In 1999, everyone had several computers and internet access and cell phones had monochrome screens. In 2007, the Apple iPhone 1 stunned the technology world by taking everything previously invented and putting it in one sleek touchscreen tablet. In 2011, we are on our fourth version of the iPhone, which makes the third version from 2009 look like a hopeless caveman relic. Yet even the iPhone 4 is only months from being obsolete when the iPhone 5 comes out. This long introduction is not the most concise way to get to my point but it's fun to remind you of this trend of acceleration so you can use it to your advantage. You see, we humans are actually not very good at noticing accelerating trends, maybe because all of our evolutionary history was spent in times of very slow social change. So if you ask an average modern person about what things will be like 10 years in the future, they will look back 10 years in their life, estimate the amount of change that has happened in that time, and tack on that amount of change to the present world to guess what the future will be like they will totally miss the exponential rate of change, which means the future will surprise them. I like to have a chuckle occasionally at the peak oil movement's projection of future oil demand. These people say, well, our oil consumption doubled over the last 10 years, so in future decades, we'll double again and again, and uh, we'll all die when there's a huge shortage in the year 2040. What they are missing is things like the acceleration of the solar panel, scientific novelty in 1954, widespread on every kid's calculator in 1990, expensive but powerful system to power a house in 2000, affordable and widespread on millions of rooftops in the U.S. Southwest in 2011, dirt cheap, and the only way anyone gets power for anything in the exponentially near future. And even my prediction will quickly sound hokey and old-fashioned because I can't predict what unforeseen things will be invented the next few decades. And now finally, getting back to the point for our students, 
Because of this exponential change, our world is awash in almost new consumer products. The hottest ones are in the stores and the hottest ones from just a few months ago are abandoned in people's drawers and garages. You almost never need to buy anything new because you can have an almost new item for 25 to 50% of the cost out of one of these drawers. People are so accustomed to buying new things that they are willing to almost give away their used things even when they are barely used. In the 1980s, this type of shopping would be less fun. People kept their fridges until the handles fell off and their Sony cassette Walkmans weren't obsolete until years after they were bought and they started eating tapes. You'd replace it with a slightly smaller cassette Walkman that had been upgraded to include red plastic instead of black. Cars had shorter, more maintenance-intensive lifespans, and there was no Craigslist, so moving used goods was a costly and time-consuming thing to attempt. But today, and increasingly so in the future, we've reached a point where a rational consumer should see very little difference between new and used things. And you, rational consumer, should be buying very little new product. I actually value used items more than new ones because I like the idea that I prevented one new item from being manufactured in some toxic factory in Beijing. In the grocery store, we willingly pay more for organic, green, and recycled things, but buying a used car or fridge or shirt is actually cheaper than a new one, even though it is much more friendly to the earth. I admit that I still buy new things occasionally, but only after working through this set of steps, which you can adopt too. Number one, feel desire to purchase new product. Man, I sure want a minivan for my construction business. Number two, analyze why you want the product and if it would actually make you happier given you're already lacking free time. I want the van because it will help me carry more tools and make me efficient and I could use it for family vacations too. Number three, try to shoot holes in your analysis. I already have a borrowed rusty 1984 Nissan pickup truck that carries the tools just fine. Besides, if I buy a van, it will drain away the very money that I've been trying to earn. I'll have to work more just to have this work van. Number four, try to delay purchasing the product until after several milestones. Okay, I do need the van eventually because the truck is taking me hours each week to load and unload due to limited capacity, but I'll wait until after the new year, maybe even until spring since I won't be working much in the winter anyway. Number five, if the desire to purchase persists, start shopping for the item on Craigslist. Find the best deal, and only once you have enough cash on hand to buy it with no loans and without compromising any of your other money goals, go ahead and buy it. Number six, if no suitable items come up on Craigslist after several weeks or months of searching, you may consider buying it new. When I first wrote this article in October 2010, I was still not quite to step five with the van, and I would never get to number six since there are plenty on Craig's. But in February 2011, I eventually did make the purchase and I was content knowing that I got what was somebody's $32,000 dream luxury van in 1999 and is really amazingly close to being as useful as a 2011 van for the pocket change amount of $4,800. That's life on the trailing edge. You just listened to the post titled Living Well on the Trailing Edge of Luxury by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. And big thanks again to my sponsor for today's episode, Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with an experienced and licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences and for much, much cheaper than traditional therapy. Plus, you don't have to wait awkwardly in a lobby. You can send your therapist audio messages, video messages, or even text messages, which I've never seen with traditional therapy, or you can do a live video chat. 
Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process, and they have thousands of hours of supervised professional training. So to match with your perfect therapist, head on over to Talkspace.com old. As a special bonus just for you, you can use the code old to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast all while you're doing that. That's the code OLD, and you can use that at Talkspace.com OLD. Have a very happy Wednesday. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.